What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D with Ryden and Dennis. We thank you for listening. And this week, we're going to talk about uh, partnership. I know last week, we talked a little bit about price increases and the different things that are happening this time of year. And with all the things that Dennis and I both have going on right now at the beginning of the year, um, you know, partnership is a huge topic for us right now. So let's... uh, Kick it off with Corey's intro music and get into it. Yeah, come on. everybody so welcome back um you know like we mentioned before we talked a little bit like about price increases last time um it's something that it's the lay of the land this time of year every year unfortunately um yep with (laughs) with all the things we've seen you know in the last couple weeks who knows what kinds of different changes we may see in in our industry so this is definitely a Buckle up, Buttercup. Strap in for the ride. Well, does it look like we're going to have equipment to sell? Um, so far, uh, I know the biggest thing now is you know we're we're pre-ordered through like September think, or something. No, no, about June at the moment. I mean, uh, I was talking to one of the guys at work that orders equipment, and he was saying that. We still haven't received anything that we ordered in September or something like that. We've there's some stuff we've gotten some of it. There's some we're just now getting ship notices. The headache is um, it, it's a little bit harder to react to to growth at time you know right now right because right. you know most of the time if you end up making a change it's not when it happens it happens. I mean you could you could call on a guy for seven years like i've done plenty of that just now are starting to really buy things Uh, right but you know you flip a a a large size contractor and you know maybe it strains another you know 50 60 grand of equipment you know right out of the gate but you're not prepared for yeah, yeah you're not prepared tough. for that level of growth. Maybe you're only prepared for a, a number below that. So because you're so stretched out, it makes it really hard to juggle. The other thing too is, depending on what their product mix is, it could be a whole different thing to juggle too. Um, and that's something that you know, talking about things like that is really what's led us to want to talk about partnership. It's really made me want to talk about partnership because. Um, in the last, you know, I've been on the sales side of this, of wholesale for eight years. I've been in wholesale for 10. And right. <clears throat> I'll tell you in the last, in the last two years, I've seen um, some of the craziest ups and downs with um, customers and what you thought were customers and who you did or didn't think would be customers that became customers. Um, and, and so much of it revolved around 
um, the ability to be more than just a, I'm, I'm not just the guy that takes his order and that's it. Right. Um, there's a whole lot more that goes into finding a way to really be an asset to your customer and your own company at the same time. Well, I feel like the, the contractor has changed a little bit when it comes to that. You got a newer generation, you know, kind of taking, taking over. Um, at least I noticed when I moved from Atlanta to here that um, companies are just being, you know, they're just, they're just being ran different. Um, selling techs and, and, you know, used to, you wouldn't see a company with two or three techs and a couple install crews have salesmen. Um, nope. Now, now they do. Because um, mm-hmm. they know <clears throat> that, that they know that's what it takes to boost the company up. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, you know, it's definitely something good to talk about, like I said, because the, the newer contractor we've seen um, just jumping ship or bouncing around to get a um, to get a cheaper price on equipment when he's not really benefiting anything. Um, yeah. You know, not really creating a partnership or a relationship of any kind, really. And, and I look at that, you know, I think about how I saw it when I was younger, growing up in the family business doing this. Um, <clears throat> my, my dad's been in business since 1977. And he sold one brand from 1977 to 1990, and he has sold another brand since 1990. Yeah, I mean that's um, that's pretty solid. And, sometimes you have to switch brands, you know. What and, I mean? Yeah, and so, and sometimes you do. Um, the The primary reason he switched brands the first time was the manufacturer he purchased from sold from the original ownership to. a a different company to a much, much larger company. And they changed all of their parameters for who could or couldn't sell their product based on what kind of volume they could do and their volume requirements for, you know, the area of, you know, the area my father served. It's just like, uh, where do you want me to find that buddy? (laughs) Right. And, you know, and they kind of said, you know, if, if you can't do that, then, you know, we can't sell to you. And he said, well, there's my door. Um, and at that point he called the other sales rep that had always been, you know, his other go-to for everything. And that's how he ended up selling, you know, the brand he sells now. Just so happens to be the one I sell too. That's right. Uh, Look at that. (laughs) Look at that. Agent Joe Jr. That's it. Um, but you know, every time I, you know, before I really was part of the, the business side of things, um, what I can remember of, of dealing with, with people when I was in high school, I know we had, we had one rep that was, you know, from the company that sold the equipment line. And then we had another, another rep from a different distributor that was actually a little bit closer to us. Um, you know, one of the biggest things about partnership for us was, you know, we purchased equipment for, from a company that was three and a half hours away. Yeah. That's just crazy. Because that's just the way it ended up having to be. It was still, right. it was still backwards in some ways. Um, so everything would either come motor freight or um, everything would be 
sometimes would be delivered once um, a different distributor ended up with the same line and had a branch that was closer. Um, but, you know, it was just, there were a lot of reasons why not to move around. I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing to try to figure out how to change in your business overnight. Oh yeah. Um, of course. But, you know, when I, when I would see dad negotiate with people, he never, you know, he was never a hard negotiator and this, and that's not saying he was a pushover, right. but, you know, for, for what he was willing to pay, he, d- he demanded, you know, a certain level of, you know, care and concern and taking care sure. of on the, on the other side, he demanded service. Um, being able to call on your distributor partner and help you out of a jam or help figure out a solution to a problem. And, you know, you'd be willing to work with each other to figure that out as opposed to, you know, anything else was, was what mattered. So I feel like, I feel like some of the newer contractors I've seen, they don't feel like they need that service. Um, they can just do it. They could just take care of whatever on their own. Right. They just, I just need you to sell me the equipment at a decent price. I'll, I'll figure out the rest. Yep. Um, until they get in a jam or until they run, you know, they don't realize what you're doing as a salesman or everybody else in the branch is doing to make sure they get that equipment um, when they want it or, you know what I mean, tech support on it and stuff like that. They don't feel like they need that when they go to the, you know, sales table, start talking about it. But. No, it's, and that's the truth. Um, The, the bulk of the guys that I deal with that I would say are under 40, um, they they are totally different. It is a right. completely different contractor. Um, I have to approach every conversation differently. I have to approach every situation differently. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's really interesting, you know, dealing with generational differences too. Um, which that's what, that's who I worked for when I came in the industry was, was that guy um and it's i mean you know far as what now that i'm on this side you know it's really come full circle and i can kind of see what how things went but when i was on the contractor side um you know calling the salesman and saying hey you know can y'all get this can y'all get that and i need this motor and you know, them meeting you up there on Sunday and stuff like that. It was just, I thought that was just kind of, you know, normal operation, but yeah, it's not. No, it's not. Um, that's him trying to provide a service. So when you start talking about when, when pricing starts coming out, you know, and, and, and you can talk more about this, but you know, some, some distributors are going to give you a price and it that's what it, it comes with a, you know a brown box that's it and it's probably a pretty good price um but the minute and, I, and i've been hearing more and more even out of the young guys that we don't have any support like yep we don't let's say we put in a 20 seer you know <clears throat> zoning mm-hmm. can't get nobody on the phone um can't get nobody at the job i mean me and you the other day you know the guy put up yep. he bought the first one 
that he's put in. He put it in his personal house, and I was there. Whatever he needed, started up. I mean, it's a good customer, obviously, um, but it wouldn't have really mattered if somebody wants to start buying, you know, high seer equipment. Yeah, we want to make want sure it's right. Yeah, we want them to be comfortable with it. We want them to have a successful transition to that product as opposed to, you know, great here, go put one in. And then they just get utterly frustrated because they didn't feel like anybody really prepared them for it. Right. So I talked to, uh, uh, Wayne who has my, my job, my position in Georgia and they had, he did a training class today for a contractor that, used to buy from us but then had some issues with the 20 sears or they didn't actually we didn't have the zoning then so he left um just packed up and left and salesman kept kept knocking on the door and finally he came back because we could do training and we had running equipment and he kind of you know saw the value in that training's everything for sure and it takes the thing is that's one of the ones that takes a lot of them a while to understand right yeah you can't i mean you, you, that's where the partnership comes in well and you know you were talking about you know these guys they they're getting a brown box and a great price but then they can't get support well um i know you and i talked about this with you know a situation with another uh customer down in Georgia who had a sales rep lose a customer. Very similar situation the way I lost one a couple years ago. Um, right. But, you know, there's there's a cost to having that support structure in place. Right. You know, we have, you know, Dennis doesn't work for free. Um, we got to pay him. <laughs> we got to pay him. Um, I'm very grateful we pay him because if I didn't have Dennis, there are a lot of things that um, I would be able to fail to deliver on. That's the truth. Yeah, I mean, I want um, the salesman to be able to sell, sell me. I mean, that's uh, you're going to get contractors that want tech support. They want it when they call. They want to. They want me to be available. Um, the so today I did some training for a company we just brought on. Um, they're mainly a plumbing company, but I mean, they just literally overnight opened up a heating side with um three salesmen four crews four changeout crews and i'm not sure how many techs probably six which think, that's 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 pretty big i think those were the guys that my boss was actually trying to get me to make a phone call to them for him today um to follow up on something for him because he had some appointments to take care of yeah so they wanted um you know they were not too, I mean, they wasn't very familiar with the product, so um, they said, can we do some training at our shop? And I said, sure, of course. Um, they had two guys out with COVID, <laughs> of course. Uh, but uh, he said so far, COVID hadn't put him out too bad. Um, he was telling me a guy, so uh, one of the plumbers fell or had a seizure fell off a ladder hit his head 
when they they took him in i mean this is a young kid took him into the er just protocol they tested him he was positive for COVID. uh <laughs> i don't think any of it's related but um yeah i mean they've had quite a few things go on with that but so you know i took a furnace over there did the, did the 90 plus conversion um spent about two hours give them a couple books uh i mean they were stoked man i mean it, it was just it was hands-on you know i had a couple slides i put together kind of hit the high spots on uh basically the calls that i get on that furnace uh which ain't much but it's usually install error and yeah i mean there's that's a that's a pretty big service right there yeah. yes man that's huge um, service but that's where that partnership comes in. Um, I know my old boss, he left, you know, he left a distributor for, for a hundred bucks on, on a piece of equipment, like a furnace or something. And he's like, man, well, look how many of these we put in a year. Um, look how much money we're going to gain. And that, that money, you don't gain that money. It no. just gets lost in the mix. Now he has no tech support. The guy's like five states over because the the supply house he went to, the tech guy covers like 50 stores. Um, can't come out to a job site. I mean, um, he's just dead in the water. And that's, <clears throat> that's what we're saying. You know, there's a, there's a cost associated with all those different levels of support. And it's about finding, it's about finding that happy medium between fair price but not you know i can't you can't be the cheapest bell at the ball and provide good customer service it is not possible right um in order to do it right especially in a business that requires hands-on interaction in a service business there's got to be that give and take between both sides um we have to make money in order to be able to operate and provide that service but you do have to be able to go out and fight with a fair price. And we understand that. Um, are there things that, that we buy better than other distributors? Absolutely. Are there things that other distributors can buy better than me? Absolutely. Oh yeah. I can never, I can never have the cheapest price on everything in the book. Nobody can. If they can, good luck because that stuff's probably going to fail real quick. Um, (laughs) You know, it's just, it's a different, it's, it's different. And I think as I've grown in this business and, and sales, I've learned, I've learned a lot more about selling the value of what we provide. One, because I've, I've grown to understand what we really do provide, um, as I've grown and, you know, grown in knowledge and understanding of the business, you know, when I first started, it was, even though I knew as much as I, I knew, I still, I still tried to lead with price in the beginning. Yeah. Because it was just, well, that's, that's, just natural. That's, that's natural and it's what's easy to do. Right. Um, the headache was when you do that more often than not, you're, you're putting a number out there that you can support for a short period of time. But 
it, it's not going to allow you to really do the things you have to do in the long run to keep that business. Right. Um, well, so, so going back to that, so that this company that I did this training for, so, um, we've got an enclosed trailer that we have a running system on and we'll pull it around to new customers and it's kind of a dog and pony show. Um, go over the equipment if they've never seen it before, kind of unbox a couple things. Well, so we did that to this company. Um, I don't know, so a couple summers ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember the sell their salesman, one of their first salesmen was in the trailer and I asked him, I said, you know, what do y'all, what do y'all normally sell brand wise or what are you selling right now? And he said, I, we, we just sell whatever the homeowner wants. And I was like, man, you can't do that. You know no. what I mean? Like you got to sell your brand. First of all, you got to create your own brand and then you got to find a distributor, create a partnership, you know. I mean, find some equipment that you like. Don't get me wrong. I'm a tech guy, right? So yeah. I can, yep. I can do some bashing on some brands, um, <laughs> but find, you know, find some equipment that you like. Um, it's got a decent name. You know, most of the time you, the, the homeowner's gonna, you know, you don't need to sell, you don't need to sell that brand. They don't know much about it already. Um, but, I told him, I said, but if you jump around and buy a furnace over here, furnace over there, furnace over here, you're not going to get good pricing. And I, I, I feel like guys still miss that. They, well, they can't understand why that we're a big company. Why can't we get good pricing? Well, because you haven't bought anything. Yep. You haven't and bought much. Yeah, and, and the thing is that, you know, these guys walk in, there's lots of guys walking on the street or they'll call me. You know, and I'll, I'll give them a number and like, what, how is, you know, don't you know who we are? I said, oh, well, yes, I know who your company is. I said, but I know nothing about your business. Right. You know, I think um, that's another little issue that we or you run into. Yeah. Um, everybody assumes that, you know, if, if they're doing any kind of volume at all, um, and that's not me knocking on sizes of companies, but they're. There's a level where you start just, there's some guys you just see, you always see the trucks. Um, Right. You know, there's just, there's those that are stick out no matter what you do. And, you know, well, don't you know who we are? Well, I understand that. But just because you are who you are doesn't mean I have, you know, carte blanche, cheapest numbers already preloaded in the computer for you when you've, you've never even called it. Um, I mean, if you walk in off the street, there's a price. And if, and then if you want to start creating a partnership, and but you haven't really bought anything yet, there's another price for that, and it's a lot lower. Yeah, and it's, um, it's, I know my old boss walked into, you know, the old distributor because, well, it was our distributor. He walked back in because we we're the only ones that had any equipment during the pandemic, and it was three or four hundred dollars than he's ever paid for it. And he's like, "Wait a minute, what what, what are you doing?" They're like, well, you're just a walk-in customer now. I mean, yeah, you're not buying equipment. <laughs> you haven't bought equipment in two years, and now you want a furnace at the lowest price we can give it. That, that ain't gonna work. Um, you know, I think there's definitely some miss 
guided information far as what and i mean i can tell you straight up like when you're a contractor there's so much you don't know about distribution um which is kind of why we're here that's yep. kind of why we're that's exactly that. why we wanted to do this because we want you guys to hear a little bit of of our day-to-day um and i think dennis and i have the the perspective of having both been contractors too we can really talk about how we saw things differently um he right. gets to say, he gets to speak about it a little you know a little bit differently than I did because he was more um, of the age of really running the business where I was growing up in one. Um, I, right. I did a lot of I did a lot of management and sales stuff when I was in college those couple of years, but it still wasn't to the level of of what I would do with the company now. Obviously, yeah. So I think these guys today they're they're. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a bad idea to sell two brands. But when I was in Atlanta, the only reason we ever had to bring a different brand in is if a builder had to have it. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a, some a, kind of national that. deal that was already set up and you couldn't do anything about. Yeah, like a Linux. I mean, they're, they're, they're all over the country like that. Um, stuff like that. And man i've been hearing some rough things about poor old linux um i think they're having a rough time right now i'm uh <clears throat> i'm, I'm dealing york, with the guy right I, now york has been getting kicked down the road for a while now see i didn't ever mess with york in atlanta it's, like, it's almost like i never if i saw it if i came up on it on a service call it was like it was 40 years old and it was still working like it was one of those york package yep. units or something but um yeah not not a whole lot of york going on in atlanta but um i have not heard good things about it here you know but i don't know i haven't no i haven't either um and and really the people that are selling york i really i think are the people that have been selling it for the last 30 years i I haven't seen a new or like a really a new york dealer just blow up in ever no (laughs) (laughs) ever haven't i mean i tell guys um because i've had techs ask me you know what brand do you like well i mean obviously the one i'm working for but um i would put any brand in my house if i could put it in um to a point you know what yeah. I mean? There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of human error that goes into some of these that, that knocks the knocks the years down a little bit. But, All right, we're gonna talk about the duck system we looked at for our poor guy on Monday. What was? I'm trying to think about Monday. Remember that monster distribution box <laughs> that we? Oh, saw? I didn't ever get to see it. Oh God, it was so bad. Yeah, so we were putting a yeah the zones. So we were putting a communicating zone system on a house and um, dumbest platform look. I mean, there's a jungle gym of space in this attic. Yeah, I mean it was I a mean, twenty thirty foot attic. I mean, massive wasted space. And the air handler. And see, that's what kills me. The air handler was on its side. The air handler's <laughs> on its side. Um, well, it's not just that. It's on its side on one far end of it. And those supplies facing toward the end of the house, and it, it, the supply comes out 
of a plenum and then it 90s and 90s again to make a complete right. u-turn and then goes a little ways and then 90s again towards this massive distribution box yeah that doesn't change it just spiders every damn where else <laughs> and i said flex bomb it's like cajun joe would have kicked my ass yeah that's new construction man God, i mean it's, it's just horrendous i i don't see how well more mm, this new equipment man is not going to run on that no um i mean it just ain't it, i mean constant torque motors variable speed motors i mean they're going to be noisy amp draws are going to go up compressors are going to take a dump um yeah i don't so i told i tell guys that when if you if you want to if you're wanting to sell and this goes for any brand really um if you're wanting to sell communicating zoning and you're sitting there doing a you know you're getting ready to give them a quote hopefully the blower is running on the existing system and if it's zoned already you know open all the zones up take a static pressure reading see just how bad the duct system is already yeah and then go ahead and put it in its worst situation um you know the spare room that you know the grandmother comes once a year and she's gonna jack the heat up it's gonna happen <laughs> at some point mm -hmm. go ahead and put it in the worst situation and see what the static is because this new equipment the, the manufacturers cannot let it operate i mean they shouldn't let it operate over a one static um and with a zone system people don't realize when you start closing zones static is going to go up um oh yeah and and if you can luckily his was uh pretty you know of course the the bypass was you know it's not communicating but it's it's a uh, um it's only going to bypass what it needs based yep. on temperature and static so smart bypass as you could say but uh he was able to it almost had a whole bag on it which that's what i tell guys if, if it's not if it's in a crawl or an attic just take a whole bag under there and try to get the air mixed before you come back or if you've got a big vault go ahead and just use it as a dump zone just dump it in a big area um that's the best thing to do i hate running it back into the system but yeah so <clears throat> so far so good he had um i think in its worst situation it was a 0.6 almost 0.7 that ain't bad which blew my mind for how terrible the duckwork actually was <laughs> right it's so bad uh oh he 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 was dreading it he knew he's like i mean you know he this was yeah, his yeah. personal house, yeah, but he didn't reason, yeah, all this thirty reason, years. Yeah, the only reason he didn't get to put it in there was because they just bought the house, right? I think it had Linux in it. Mm -hmm. He's like, it was about two years this time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I when I was in Atlanta, we took on a, a warranty for a builder to do their warranties work on the equipment, and it was linux and then somehow through somebody we got paid to do it i don't you know a coal paid this much and 
it was almost home warranty type but it was through the builder and you could just stay in the neighborhood all day it was leaking coals now this was in like probably 2013 but leaking coal leaking outdoor coal leaking indoor coal um bad txvs uh just just on and on and on and on um well, all brand new. Yeah, well and some of that stuff is some of those things and, and and product issues like that can can be over overcome if you've got a good distributor because they can at least right. you know help the fight for you to be able to get you know get some labor allowance do some different things to try to get through i mean every brand is going to have an issue at brand. some point there's right everything mechanical can break and you know unfortunately with with everything pandemic wise i'm sure there's probably every single brand's going to experience some kind of crazy thing before it's all over with where they've had to change and get a part somewhere else that they don't usually buy from or they've had to get a you know they've had to convert different circuit boards to do what they need to do so i mean you never know it's right you know it, it, it's all possible the biggest thing is you know most most all these manufacturers some much better than others you know are gonna take care of you guys when when something like that happens we're gonna do everything that they can to do it but you know at the same time you know this is a service industry you've got to be prepared for for the headaches unfortunately and that's not me saying that it's not you know on distributor or someone else to to be there and it's not on the manufacturer to be there of course they're going to be right but you know when when reimbursements come through for things like that you know they cover the part they cover what the part costs they don't cover the part what the part was plus pay you market markup on it because you have already made that i do get a lot of that you know Uh, and i get it so like you said it's a service industry right you you bought a product you put it in a week later it broke and who's gonna pay me to fix that because it wasn't my fault but that's what you took on when you got into the service industry, whether it's plumbing, electrical. Um, who's going to pay for my time to go out there? Because that's getting real big nowadays. A lot of people say, you know, you're not charging enough for your time. And, you know, back in the day, you charge this for the part, you double, you know, whatever. You made the same labor on everything. Um, you know, people are getting a little more business savvy nowadays and every they want every little thing accounted for and there is no money in distribution to pay for half of that no it, it's um, it's i mean i wish there. we could it's yeah. just not there i thought it was too until i got over here <laughs> so um no guys on guys on the contractor side you're running i mean you're putting in most cases, you're putting 30, 40 points on everything. Right. At least you should be. If you're not, you should be. Yeah, I mean, there should be you enough know, profit in that change know. out to cover some guy coming back and doing a repair. But, you know, the margins on this side ain't nowhere near that. They ain't nowhere near half of that in most cases. It's just right. not there. Um. I mean, we got to make enough to pay riding. That's for sure. <laughs> Who needs me, Dennis? <laughs> Someone needed a cheaper price. I can't have a job anymore. 
<laughs> no, uh, all joking aside and all joking back at it at the same time. Um, you know, it, it, it's funny, you know, you really talk about partnerships too, but I think one of the best things that, that you enjoy in this business is not just the partnerships, but it's being friends with people. Um, right. You get to know people, you get to be friends outside of work sometimes too. But I mean, even when it's just, you know, from seven thirty to five every day, you know, you got your buddy to call. Um, it's just, it's, it's enjoyable when you get to, to be there and do things and watch them grow their business or, you know, watch them reach a milestone or watch them celebrate someone in their own family reaching a milestone. I think it's, I love making those memories because I always want to, I always want people to see being associated with me or with, with Dennis or with anyone we work with as being a positive. Um, Right. Oh, I can't, I mean, I haven't seen it much yet because I hadn't been here long enough, but, um, I can't wait to see a guy and, and his buddy walk in and want to, you know, sign up and start buying equipment and then they just blow up. Um, I want to see it on this side because I've been on the other side and it was a, it was, (laughs) it's a rough ride. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, and it's a rough ride. Just, it could just be dependent on who runs the, who runs it. Right. I mean, I was my guy, you know, he threw me in a van. It was me and him and it was light your hair on fire and take off running. You know, I've got, I've got a guy that really, he and a partner started their business. Now he's been on, he's worked in distribution. He's worked for contractors. Um, but he and a partner started a business in November and they potentially are poised to be someone that does that, that just explodes. Um, right. <clears throat> between when they started their business and now, um, they've already added three or four employees. I mean, they've got a lot of potential already moving forward and it's going fast for them. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what comes of them really in this kind of their first year really going into the marketplace, going into business. Um, right. they're going into a a market that at least in their location is really more dominated by commercial heavy guys. So I think location wise, they might actually have a lot better niche than I even thought they might have, you know, now that I've kind of looked back and and thought about it some. And I thought I wanted to get, I thought I wanted to go the commercial route when I came out of school and I don't know. I, I, I'm glad I went residential. I mean, we did, we did light commercial. We did, you know, I've worked on some stuff. I had no business working on like really big stuff, but especially earlier in my career. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of glad I went residential, but isn't it, I don't know. I, I, I thought about this before and I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks like this, but isn't it crazy how it doesn't matter how many companies are in one area? There's never enough to go around. I mean, there's always, you could really, always need more techs. Yeah, there's never enough techs to go around. And there's, right. And even though they don't realize it, there are plenty of customers to go around. That's just, just it's crazy to me. It's, it, it, I mean, you know how many, I mean, <laughs> in Atlanta, you'd pull up at a stoplight and you might be at, at the red light with, four different contractors yeah. at different intersections. I mean, it was ridiculous, but 
it's all about how you model your business and how you go after it. Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily advertising, but of course that's a big part of it. Um, I'd like to get a guy, I'd like to get a guy on here that's had a small company and kind of, kind of blew up a little bit and could talk about that. Like, what did he do? How did he model it? I don't know if we could do that. I mean, I don't know how we, uh, I'm, I'm sure there may be somebody we could talk to. Um, we'd have to just kind of believe his name out, obviously. Yeah. But... Well, and you know, not tell what market he's in or anything else, you know, because we right. want that to be fair. So basically we wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> well, no, you could, you just leave out, you know, city you're in and who you are. Um, now, I don't mean like a, you know, some sales guy that's got all these great ideas for you and it's his marketing plan. I mean, like a guy that literally did it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's doing it now. Um, well, you talk about marketing. There's co-op. There's another one to talk about. Um, you know, as we're kind of working our way down the things that are in partnership, um, you know, right. tech support, price support, fairness and pricing. Um availability training you know co-op is a is a very interesting one because there are some contractors that they want you know they want a super cheap price but then they want you to pay for all their advertising too now, last <laughs> time i checked um if i'm paying for all of your advertising and i'm practically giving the equipment away to you um I feel like I'm a, I own your company too, but I should, but I'm not making any money from it. <laughs> um, you know, it's, do we want to assist guys in, in helping them grow business? Yes. But well, of course, I mean, you know, we, we can't be your marketing fund. There's right. a, there is a, once again, we talk about, there's a cost to doing business and that's, that's why you have to build those prices into your pricing so that you're making the money that you have to make in order to operate. Just like we have to make the money we need to operate. Right. Um, co-ops, a big one. Um, then the other one is from what we've seen really the last, I would say the last five years is where I've seen, um, rebates just explode. Oh yeah. And most of them, table they don't make any sense they are not sustainable um it has in, in my opinion it has bred more disloyalty from from brand than i've ever seen um I, it's a it's a weird one um you know eight years ago when i started uh rebates didn't exist i mean right. at least from what i knew they didn't you know, there wasn't a, a canned factory program that you signed up everybody on and said, hey, if you do this, you make this. That stuff didn't exist. Um, I, I never heard about rebates or anything like that when I was younger. Um, it's it's just, it's something that's kind of come out of nowhere. So well, now, it's, the, it's the want, want, want. It's the want, want, want. Um, so, you know, you talk about things such as availability of tech support, taking money away from being able to hire more people on the distribution side to provide service. You know, when 
when you've got someone that's wanting a price that's in the basement and then they want four, five, six, seven, eight percent back, you know, at the end right. of the year or every quarter, it ain't there. It's not there. And maybe it's there for the first year because you've never bought anything and if you move a half a million dollars, you can make a mint. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, these guys will, will do that. And then, you know, the year after they come to those guys and they're like, all right, so what, you know, all right, well, if you want to make that same rebate again, you're going to have to do a million dollars now. And they just, they look at you like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, uh, well, how do you expect me to do that? Exactly. Right. You didn't think about that last year when we put this in front of you? No, you didn't. Um, I will be honest. I have more conversation with guys now about why rebates are stupid than I ever have. Yeah, because the way um, they're laid out. And, you know, and I tell them, I say, guys, I said, the way these things are laid out, your first year, you guys are going to make a great rebate. And I, honestly, and I suggest... You know, we talked about having, you know, a little cash of marketing money and everything, you know, throughout the year for you guys to be able to transition to a new brand and, you know, a little bit of growing pains here and there. Right. Use this to cover that. Use this to cover the things you didn't expect so that next year you're prepared for them and it doesn't hurt to not have that. Now, some of these guys... Maybe they switch in the middle of summer. So you get, they get a really nice rebate this year, but then next year they're actually going to double their business. So they're going to get it again because you're getting a full 12 months instead of six. So in that case, rebate looks good for two years. So you get a two year honeymoon instead of one. (laughs) Um, But then, you know, at the end of the day, the conversation is going to come that, guys, this, this program doesn't, you know, it's not going to apply anymore. Right. So it's really now I, I try to do a, a really good job of preparing guys for things like that up front. You know, I would rather, I wouldn't, I would honestly rather negotiate a better price that you can consistently have than even bother with a rebate for yeah, both our I've sakes. Heard you say that before for both our sakes. Right. Um, because at some point, if if that's not talked about, at some point, it's going to become a major problem. It's, um, I've seen it happen firsthand. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm we going over here because they got a rebate. It's like yeah. we knew it was coming, and there it went. You know, and the headache is, you know, I, I had a guy that, you know, he said, you know, it was a big goal. It was a goal he set and wanted. And we wanted it for him. It's like, we want, I'll be honest. Anytime we have a rebate program, we want nothing more than to give you a big rebate. When it's there, you know, when it's there and the getting's good, that's why I say, if you can get it, get it. And that's not me saying go switch brands every three years. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that's where you, and that's, that's that's the problem. That's the problem. That partnership. That's That's it. We're having. And that's why, that's why I talk about the danger of what, you know, that expectation breeds. Because if it's never talked about, it will be, it will be that little festering sore that at some point, this guy's not going to hit the goal he thought he would going to hit. 
but now it's it's your fault because he can't oh, get his big rebate money. <laughs> you know, um, it's it's not my fault. You moved two hundred thousand dollars over there when you wanted to hit this number to get this. Right. Well, I tried. Okay. Hand, gra- uh, hand grenades and horseshoes, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, you know, and it, it's it's not that, but it's you know, it's it's a business deal on paper, right? And and if especially if we've had to if we've had to negotiate, you know, continued factory support because that's that's the other thing with rebates that first year, you know. In a lot of cases, the distributor gets a little bit of help in paying that rebate too. So, right. you know, it, it, it it's there to help both of us create a new partnership. It's there to help us, you know, do the same thing because there there is a cost to growing business, right? Which, which it's and you know it's the same ideology on the distri- distribution side as is the contractor side. There's a cost to growing business. There's a cost to doing business. Um, so it can be, it's such a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's definitely changing. I mean, back in the day, you just kind of went in and most of it just worked its way out in the wash. Uh, but now there's so much to talk about when you sit down, you know, with a guy it's. Well, and at the end of the day. I feel I'm worth a point or more than the other guy. Right. I feel that myself, the company I work for, I feel like we are worth that little bit more in a lot of cases because of the service we provide. Right. Um, I, I was, I spent two hours on the phone with a customer t- tonight. This, and I, I mean, and we just talked about, Anything and every dang thing. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I honestly want him on the show. I don't, th- <laughs> and we, I don't think we would even have to say a word. We could just, no, we could true. nod our heads and laugh, and we, he could carry the whole thing. He's, he's pretty funny when he comes to my classes. Oh man, he's a trip. Um, he just raises his hand like a kid, and I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> but he, in in all of our conversation, he he said, you know, um, he's like, man, I want to give you all the business I can give you. He said because anytime I call you, you answer, and anytime I need your help, you help. He's like, anytime I call Dennis, and he, I mean, he and I talked about you. He said, anytime I call Dennis, he helps. And he said, man, I'm not going to call Dennis unless it is a foobar situation. I he know. said, if I make a phone call, that. at least like he's going. Yeah. yeah, he's like, if I call him, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I look down and see certain guys like that. I'm like, all right, well, let me get sit down. Let me get my computer open because this is going to be a good one. Yep. Um, um, so he he's they have two major suppliers on there. They're heated in their side. Um, we're we're second in line, and they've right. got another one that they've just they've had a relationship with since they opened their business. You know what? I respect that. Right. You know, they've been in business for 17 years and the first person that gave them a chance is still the person, one of the people they buy from. That's awesome. They got a partnership. They right? have a right. partnership. Right. 
because it is a, it is it is about more than than doing different things. And as big as their business is now, I mean they're they're huge. They're all over the southeast. They're all over the place. Um, they're <laughs> the guy and I. He and I joke about it. I know he said it to you. He said it to me. But I mean they they truly are the biggest little company you have never heard of. Oh yeah, it's a trip. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, it's trip. It is nuts so, what those guys do. One thing that was cool. So he came. He came out to um, Raleigh when I did a class. Or, yeah, I think it was Raleigh. Um, and he was sitting in there, and the, and there was several small guys sitting in there. Um, that's what we get out there. And one guy was asking a question, and and Jason was like, "Yeah, I mean." Oh, he was asking about a tool. How's this tool? Oh man, that thing ain't worth a flip, man. I, <laughs> I, I pulled like, I pulled like three hundred vacuums the other day, and that thing just toast. And the guy's like, three hundred vacuums. He's like, yeah, man. We we go through tools like crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, doing apartments and doing stuff like that. It was just so much volume. <laughs> Those guys in the class just could not wrap their head around it. Um. I couldn't, I couldn't believe the miles he drives when he and I were talking about that tonight too. He gets the oil change like every week or every other week. <laughs> he'll put 10,000 miles on a truck in a week to two weeks. Sometimes he'll do it in a week. It's yeah, he, insane. He's wide open. He's wide. I mean, <laughs> it's funny, but man, he's good dude. But back to yep. what I was saying is he had, we were talking about, you know, another rep and he said, you know, I, I called that guy in November. I still haven't got a call back. Wow. And he said the guy's boss had he said the guy's boss had called him I think a month or so ago and said, Well how's so and so doing? He's like, Well, I can't tell you, he ain't he ain't called me. I ain't talked to him. <laughs> so apparently not so good. He said it much more colorfully than that. I'm sure. <laughs> yep. I'm sure. That'll be a bleeping fast. <sighs> Well, it's funny as we even talked about it because he he didn't know we had a podcast, so I know he's listening. So I know he's going to get a kick out of us talking about oh, yeah. it a little bit. Um, but uh, good dude, I could talk to him for another two hours right now. All right. So what what's our uh, takeaway from this? I think what's three things that guys need to do when they're wanting to start their company and find the distributor. Um, well, ask him for a friend. First thing, uh, actually, before you get to three steps, you should probably have a license. Well, I would know, know have that. that, all that. Or, you know, yep. Do all those things. <laughs> I have a little bit of experience. No. Um, I, I think really the biggest thing is, Yeah, draw a blank. Now, I think the biggest thing is at some point, if you were working for someone else in the market, it, it's different. If Now, if you're brand new to a market and you know nobody, that's another thing. It, right. Most cases, when you are starting your own business, you at least have some idea of who you've done business with before. Um, right. You've talked oh, to yeah. somebody. You've so, walked in supply houses. That's I mean, it. Yeah. So from your draw from your own experience who were the people that 
you know, don't think about who gave you the cheapest price if you even ever saw pricing. You know, because there's a lot of there's a lot again. of companies that we print blind tickets because they don't want their guys to know what they pay for stuff, and that's you know perfectly fine. Right. It's not it's not their business, truly. Um, but think about think about the counter guys that knew you. You th- you know you think about the place that got you in and out. You know, right, and didn't screw your order up. The guys got you in and out in a timely manner. Um, if you're starting a business, the last thing you want to do is 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 buy from a place that um, you sit there for an hour waiting to get stuff loaded in the truck. So I think oh, yeah. so. So the first thing is you got to you got to draw from your experience. Think about the different places your whoever your previous employers bought from, and out of that group of people, who are the I would say who are the top two of say six, eight, ten, whatever, how many distributors are. Say who are the top two that right. always seem to care. And then I would go and into each of those stores, find out who the territory manager is that takes care of your area, and you ask for them to contact you. Obviously, the first one that calls you gets first dibs. Yep. You know, and take a meeting with that guy, start some negotiation. Also, it's also sometimes it's fair to let us know if you are talking to someone else. Right. It's fair. Um, one, because it shows that you are serious about really considering your options, which means you are open to negotiation with us or we wouldn't be in this conversation or we shouldn't be. Right. It's not fun when you get played. Because it wastes a lot of both of your time. So be honest with us. The best way I can help you as a TM is if you are honest with me about your business. All right. The more I can understand what you need, the better I can do. So, like I said, draw from it's your like experience. Going to the doctor. That's that's it. Draw from your experience. Talk to a sales rep, and then you negotiate, and then you make your decision. At the end of the day. In most cases, you probably should buy from both those guys. Right. The one now the company I left, we were we were like I said, we were single brand. We were getting to the point where you got to try to brand your own company. Yep. Um. Sell how good you are. Sell your installs. Sell your service guys. Um. And then you know if you build that up high enough, the homeowner doesn't really care what they get as long as it's covered. Yeah, um, but that takes time. And like I said, when when you make that decision, you know, and more than likely, you should establish a true relationship with both. One of them's going to be a better equipment distributor. One of them's going to be a better parts distributor. It's just the way it right. is. Make you know, take a look at both of them. Take a look at your business. Look at what your plans are. You know, if you are truly going to focus on add-on replacement service that's it go with the guys that provide the best tech support and go with the guys that provide the best service parts availability things of that nature look at what's essential to your business Um, now if you're going more new construction you know lots of materials 
running on thinner margins, then it may make more sense to be the guy that's focused more on just moving boxes as right. opposed to service. Um, there are, I mean, there are those distributors. There's, there's different focuses and there's different ways they can run their businesses too. Cause everyone's business model is a little bit different or we wouldn't all exist. Right. No, that's a definitely a, it's definitely a good point there. New constructions, uh, you, you're going to have to find the right one for you there. Yep. It's a whole different animal. So yeah, you know, do, you know, don't just, don't just go grab a truck and, and run, make a plan right. first. <laughs> Make a plan first. Yeah, that's what we for did. more than beer bunny. <laughs> we got to get some beer sponsors on here. We do. I mean, all right, Red Oak, calling you out. Somebody call yep. me. Red Oak. I would yep. love to talk about some Hellas. That stuff is delicious. Or drink, drink Red Oak while we're talking about HVAC. It sounds good to me. I can't get it where I'm at, man. I have to cross the line. I feel like I'm a bootlegger or something. They don't have it down at our favorite little discount liquor store there at the border? No. Really? No. I, I, I need to make a trip down there. It's been North a Carolina. Yeah, I feel like a, I'm running moonshine trying to go get some red oak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause then you get it and it's like keep refrigerated and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta take a cooler and dry ice or something. I got a 45 minute drive. Dang it. (laughs) Yeah, they never. It's never. uh, It's it's kept cold through its whole process. Apparently, when it changes temps, it changes the flavor. Yep. We need to actually go up there and. Well, I would say we should go do a tour of the little brewery up there, but uh, probably it's can't do that right stuff. now. No. That's, <laughs> yeah, that stuff's all... Definitely North Carolina not. is getting worse. Oh, they just extended our order. I saw that today. No, we're down here. We're down here full capacity. Like, there's not even a pandemic going on down here. It's, it's just The only whatever. pandemic is don't let me run out of beer. That's right. It's there's nothing going on down here. Is it raining right. down there? We all are right now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pouring. I know, dumping it here too. So yeah, it's a nice rainy night in the Carolinas, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Um, we'd love to start seeing you guys. Maybe give us some comments back. Give us some some other episode ideas on facebook or on any of the any of the different platforms where you listen to us and reach out talk to us and we'll talk to you soon yeah i was gonna say i i I could get more technical on here but there's quite a bit of those already um so we we try to we try to break it up a little bit send us send us your crazy install stories or send us the the crazy pictures of the stupid things you've seen in attics and in crawl spaces and we talk about it we'll use them on the facebook page yeah we'll throw them up here all right see y'all next time